episode of the Armchair Philosophy Podcast. Uh, brought first to you, episode. The first episode. Are you serious? First episode. First ep- I thought One you, and only. I thought you knew what you were doing. <laughs> I, I do not know what I'm doing. Uh, so, uh, listen everybody. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. We're trying to uh, spark up a philosophical conversation here. Joining me today uh, is, uh, on my left, Rousseau. On his left, Troilus. And on his left, Solomon. And I am Alessandro. Uh, we will be taking you into our minds, which should be a very short trip, um, <laughs> given the brevity of it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about something that we promised that we were going to be talking about. Uh, it's an, it's, uh, let's be honest, it's, it's an off issue, but I think it's an issue worth, worth noting. It's, uh, it's aliens. We're going to be talking about aliens today. And we're not going to be talking about aliens in the sense of, do they exist, do they not exist... An or, alien came into my room once. Or, or like <laughs> historical channel. Or historical yeah. channel. Or history channel. History we are channel. definitely yeah. not. Is, is, we're definitely not on that level. <laughs> we're definitely not on that level. We uh, we we think, however, that aliens, should they exist or not, would prove somewhat problematic for our philosophical ideas. We think that they would jumble things up, as it were, and, and that's something that were revolutionize the world. They, they would revolutionize for the world, for better or worse. For better or for worse. And we're here to try to take you through at least our thoughts. Um, obviously, unfortunately, this will not be a live podcast because we don't have any viewers. We don't have any fans. We're starting out. so Because Alessandro needs to bleep out all my swearing. Yeah, we do. Uh, there's a lot of bleeps. Um, please don't swear. Because <laughs> you, know, you know what happens when you swear the tags? I'm not going to swear. Hashtag. <laughs> no, no, the tags, the tagging will be insane that I have to do. Anyway, listen. So tagging aside and swearing aside, I just have um, imagined of cursing. <laughs> <laughs> swearing aside, like we, I totally. Oh my god! All right, listen. We need to get back on aliens. We need to get back on track. Aliens. Um, like I said, we will not be discussing whether or not aliens really do exist. We are going to be seeing what aliens do to our philosophical ideas and theories that we have so far. Um, the next podcast, though, will be live. We are trying very hard to make that happen. Uh, we want your feedback during the podcast, so get involved uh, in the next ones. But for right now, we'll start off. And I have this question to ask everybody here uh, on this uh, square table that should be round. If aliens <laughs> showed up today, if aliens showed up today, what would change? What would change on Earth apart from maybe massive amounts of hysteria? Oh, or. Well, that that is a possibility. Uh, Matt, I don't I, I don't even want to begin with mass hysteria. Saul, you you well, off mic. You had some interesting points to share. Why don't you start? Well, I would say that it would probably cause issues. Um, historically, uh, when a more advanced civilization has visited, uh, not as advanced civilization, um, there seems to be things like colonial colonialism that happens or exploitation and. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to be exploited by aliens for labor or any other devious things that they have my have in mind. But why would you assume that they would have something devious in mind? Well, uh, I mean, historically, that's what we've seen even on Earth. So that's, I'm just going off assumptions based off the past. Right, but I mean, that's only on Earth, right? I mean, what happens... I mean, here's here's something interesting. What happens if these aliens show up and they don't know what colonialism is? Well, I, I think that, that, that brings me a good point. How, how does it... The alien, or how would the aliens know what deviancy even even means? Uh, if you look at it, there, there are two possible options when, when we have aliens. There could be well, two possible options that I can think of. Uh, well, that's why they're more, called options. <laughs> more, more more feedback from our listeners uh, on on this would be wonderful. But uh, 
I, I, I can see two immediate options. We have aliens that are like us, sapients, that are so curious that they've taken to space. They've uh, progressed in science to the point where they can, they can go into the great mm-hmm. beyond. Or aliens that have, uh, have left their world not because they're sapient, but because uh, they, it depends on their survival. Perhaps a uh, hive mind sort of alien that uh, is capable to somehow take to the great black beyond only out of, out of necessity and, and no other reason. What about so, aliens that just exist out there? For the sake of existing, well, you may, yeah, may a planetless yeah, alien. But, but 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 those aliens that may exist out there aren't the aliens that are visiting us. They're the aliens that are you know tromping around in their own primordial stew, right? Um, and, and they're not quite advanced yet. So point being, so to, something like maybe us, like us, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 our life but, form. But to tie it back to deviancy, uh, I don't. I, I the the only aliens that would know, possibly know, the consequences of their actions and even have a, a realm of morals or, or ethics would be ones that consciously took to space that went out uh, on a scientific exploration and have come to earth to prod and probe and uh, you know try and try and discern information by running experiments on us the others on the other hand would be much more uh, vicious they'd simply be here to take the resources they need to survive and I, I, th- I think it ultimately what we have is a dichotomy of the alien that is here to learn and the alien that is here to take so like maybe the movie Pan- that are not Pandora is it Pandora? Uh, no, no, no. Avatar. Avatar yeah so something like that where Pandora is I'm thinking of the radio show I guess because right. I tune into right. music all the time but well, yeah. I, mean, I mean so we're assuming we're assuming either we get aliens that want to learn so that's, I would say, human trait, the wanting to learn, Definitely search for knowledge. Trait, which is a flaw in, in, in its own right. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it could very well be a flaw. Or aliens that want to dominate, which is also another human right, trait. But haven't, haven't um, in the past, historically, people have been you know, dominating other people in the names of science and the names of learning, right? Is it? I thought it was the other way around. It, I thought that people justified dominance because of no, they, science. No, they've, they've, they've justified dominance in the name of economics, and they've gone well, in yes. with science as an afterthought. They said, well, we're going to be here, we're going to be taking all these resources, we might as well learn about it. That's that's how you have the entire science of forestry, for example. You know, yeah, actually, people say, know. hey, let's, let's cut down all these logs so we can build a bunch of houses, and they say, wait a second, wait. all these forests are disappearing. <laughs> we need to figure out a way to Something's do this right. Something's going on. <laughs> Who's taking these yeah. forests? <laughs> No, but which one of you is it? I think that's a that's a flawed mentality of thinking because not all men or civilizations have done that. There have been other ones where you've seen like the Aztecs that they dominated nature but they also were caretakers of it and their civilization oh, flourished and he's, thrived he's got a until point. a foreign can, entity yeah. came in I mean, and, and even, then wiped them out. And even the Aztecs, I mean themselves, they were, I think even, maybe I'm wrong, Mayans I'm not quite sure, but the Aztecs I think were definitely dominating people. They went Against, around. Yeah, 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 they, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, you know, it's... it's it's not a one or the other sort of thing. I no, suppose it's not. But there's mm-hmm. there's different ways of approaching the situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So we're assuming though that these aliens show up here, and they either by wanting to know stuff, and by wanting or sorry, or by wanting to dominate, they have to have some level of intelligence. Right. I, I, I mean, a pretty good one. So I mean, 
Now, I've heard something along the lines of Neil deGrasse Tyson once saying, if aliens do visit us, we'd better run in this, for, be, simply <laughs> because they're going to be so smart because space travel is so difficult. Yeah. Right. Okay. But what happens if these aliens... What if? What happens if the aliens that visit us are the other way around? What happens if we are the dominant ones? Not in the sense of, you know, genetically dominant or in the sense of we've got more technology because, I mean, if they're spacefarers, then obviously we're, we're beat on that one. Yeah. But what happens if they, for some reason, become the uh, the well, underling, the and we District are District Nine complex? District Nine, <laughs> exactly. What happens if District Nine really actually yeah. happens, and instead of that one guy biting off the other guy's arm, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, what what happens? But District Nine puts it in a place where those aliens obviously were going to be able to. It's, just it's, it's also a metaphor death. for uh, you know apartheid, well, but, right? Uh, <laughs> so and, you know. What I'm trying to say is, do we have to put a limit on our own actions with these aliens? Do we show ethical bonds with these aliens? Do, do we show sympathy? I, do we show sympathy? Do we show empathy for anything that happens to them? I, I think we would have to show at least empathy only because we, we would first off just be blown away that they were here in a vessel. I, I, I heard that groan. Sounds, that groan is not... Sounds like a groan. <laughs> sounds like but, a uh, well, disgruntled groan. Let me finish. I, I think first off, we, we would share at least some form of respect for them initially, simply because they were technologically more advanced. If, you know, once we got to know these aliens, and we realized, we said, hey, there's these aliens, but there's some really dumb... Mother frackers? Uh, I mean, dumb people is the other way to put it. Oh, they're not people. They're Earth. aliens. Well, dumb aliens. Beings. Then. Uh, dumb beings. Dumb beings. Dumb hum- humanoids. Here's dumb, hum- They could even be humanoids. Dumb yeah, sapiens. Some, dumb sapiens. Uh, and they have all this awesome technology. It would be a lot easier if we, you know, just learned how to decipher their, their language and then just, you know, knocked them off and went tromping around the galaxy on our own, you know. Right, but they have, one, they have one real specific advantage over us. That we, they know exactly where we are. Yeah, we they know exactly where we are. We could lull them into a full sense of security, though. We could. Yeah, and I think that if you tried to pull that stunt, that would be like our demise, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the end of of the human world and the civilization. I would Um, like to just say this is that's that's the first Dave Chappelle reference of this podcast, and there will be many more to come. (laughs) (laughs) I would be, as Saul would say, quote, blouses, blouses, blouses. I'm lost. That's right. We'll explain it to you later. All right. So, I mean, honestly, it, we don't have any protocol for treating aliens. We don't. I, there's Not that we're aware of. Not that we're aware of. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's... Not that there's, public. I, yeah, think, that's public. I think I heard sometime on the freaking Science Net channel or whatever that there was some universal, universal like, document out there that says if you contact aliens or if con- aliens contact us or you, then you need to notify the... New- First notify everybody, mm-hmm. then notify the news and the government and something or other... There's something. <laughs> there's, that, that, that's great. There's a whole checklist of like... There is. There is. There actually the, is. But first notice the IRS and then, and then, and then notify you know, this guy and then notify the IMO and the IMA and the IMC and the, all these other UN bodies. But not the W... Not the... Not world, WHO. <laughs> uh, look. I the mean, who? Here's the who? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the main question is this. Ethically speaking, we say we have an inclination to be sympathetic with these aliens. Mm-hmm. I think Ma- mainly because we would have to ask ourselves what maybe are we putting ourselves in this position at one point or another are we headed along the same lines if perhaps following Tavis's example they're they're people who have run away from their homeland because they needed to not necessarily out of choice a lot of people I think would probably say no I think unfortunately 
Uh, no to what? No to being sympathetic. No to being, you know, to showing ethical uh, equality, I think. I feel no, like... I, 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 I'm sorry, I totally agree. I, I think we would ultimately uh, make a very stupid move and try to exploit them in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think so. Is that more of a comment on the way that we treat others, or is that a comment on the way that well, we think ourselves? I think that's more of a pessimistic realization on humanity. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just a realist, I think. Everyone is just a so even even neolibs have become realists when aliens show up. In, in that in that example, I think so. Well, that would be an amazing turn of events if neolibs and critical theorists become realists the moment that aliens show up, <laughs> the moment that a real threat shows up. Let, let's justify our realism here, though, because we are kind of oh, that's like true. Passiveness. I'm like, sorry. Like here, here, why, why, why would we be exploitive of the of, of these aliens? I I think it would almost tie back into our animal nature, the sort of a. A thrill of dominance, a necessity to to outdo, right. to to overcome. Is Quite it, frankly, I, th- it, I think I think the the showing of aliens and, and this brings in another interesting concept would galvanize humanity to such an extraordinary degree. Uh, overnight, I mean, if if we had an intergalactic visitor whose intentions we were unaware of, all the nukes in the world would be pointed to them. The, All of them? Are you sure about that? <coughs> the, 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 the North Koreans? Even North Koreans? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think there, there might be... Some people might be using it as, as an excuse to do something terrible is what I'm trying to get at. My, my, my I'm point serious. is... I'm serious. My point is, I, I think there would be a lot of talks between the Chinese, the Russians, the Brazilians, everywhere, all over the world, saying, look... Brazil's got nukes now? Uh, no, Brazil, no, India, Pakistan. India, Pakistan. If, if aliens are what we need... No, point, point being, all of a sudden, we would have no real excuse to be fighting with each other. We'd say, hey, look, like, we can get back to this later, but, like, right now, we have a giant effing spaceship hovering Right, or a series of spaceships. And we need to kind of get our stuff get together. together. <laughs> yeah. See, see, Tavis, see, you did it. You did it, Tavis. I'm proud of you. I, no I, swear words. I, all that. I, I'm going to unleash a, a storm of cursing once this microphone is up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll get my umbrella ready, but um, I think, yeah, I mean, this, if, so aliens show up, does that mean that Earth is all on one side? Does that mean states become obsolete? Well, I mean, I guess historically we have to look at, um, like I said, history. Um, has it happened in the past? Have, have people Have people bonded together when there's been a common enemy that they've all had to confront? The enemy yeah. of my enemy is my friend. Right, right. However, um, I mean, if we can go back and see that yeah, that that did happen, and we did work together and collaborate with one another to get something done. Then, then we can make the assertion that perhaps humanity as a whole would go, you know, bring bring each other together and uh, work against one common problem or issue. But if you know, there's instances where that hasn't been the case, and they've just wiped each other out. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's, here's historically what I'm trying, what, I, what I'm thinking I think of that. Now. That even if that happens you still have to deal with the fact that it's a very forced or contrived form of unity and yeah. underlying subsets of it like once you deal with the common problem then who unites I mean there will mm-hmm. still be like who's going to lead like this new world or this right, organization right, right. right there's going to be power struggles within there that people at the mass level they're not going to be able to see or understand and and the leaders who are uniting the people will be showing the face on, on media or TV screens that that's this is what needs to happen, but behind the scenes, there's going to be all this work that you don't know what's going to happen. Like if it could fall apart in the middle, 
it right. could fall apart a hundred years later on down the line because of that force contrived nature. Yeah, I mean, there's even there's even the possibility it falls off at the ground level. I mean, let's say that let's say we go back to the idea India and Pakistan get on the same level for the first time in forever. Okay, okay. You got throw Bangladesh too. Throw everybody. Throw <laughs> okay. everybody. But let's say let's say you know you take an X and a Y and a water and oil that wouldn't mix otherwise. Okay. Okay. What happens to the people of those of those places? Do the people of those mm. places still keep their prejudices regardless of what's going on? Because especially like like Russell met, you don't see what's going on all the time. Maybe they don't understand the, the the complexity of the problem, and maybe they just don't see the scale of the problem. Right? Maybe they don't even hear about it. There are some pretty remote places on Earth. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. So that if, Valley, if one of them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> province. Yeah. yeah. So if you right. do have an alien showing up on top of Siberia. What is somebody, you know, what's an Aboriginal in Australia going to say about it? You know what I mean? And so, not necessarily the Aborigines wouldn't know, but just, I mean, obviously, if you're not within any contact for people who would otherwise tell you, or the actual thing itself, you're not going to know what's going on. Right, and if, going back to Russell's example of the Aztecs, you can see that, um, ultimately, that their enemies and their, the smaller, uh, I guess, tribes around them worked against them. They and, did. Mm-hmm. They definitely and w- did. With uh, the colonial power. And yeah, and that's because they had out. a reason to. Remember, right, they had yeah. a reason. They had past and, prejudices to do that. Right, no, right. no, no. The The actual reason was because was it, it, it was foretold in, in a book or something sacred to those people that a white, holy man, a spirit was going to come and that would be like sort of like the savior. And so when they saw so the Cortez European... So was white enough. To he was white enough by. to be... Yeah, because everyone there was brown. Everyone there was brown, and so when they saw the white man, and he came on a horse, and they never had horses in the New World, and he came on a ship, just like we're talking about a spaceship coming down upon us, they were stunned, they were shocked, and they seized an opportunity that, I mean, in the end might have helped them collapse the Aztec Empire, but later on crush their own people. That's true. I mean, well, they definitely didn't know what the... uh... The, the Spanish, after well, the Spanish were, had it, had in had store it, for them. Yeah. Well, I, and I think we can say the same about aliens. We we really wouldn't know what they have in store for us. Let's face it; it's going to take a, a serious effort between you know both the aliens and us to to even find a way to communicate. Um, I'm going to sure. go out on a limb here and say they've already tried to communicate with us uh-huh. and through 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 different forms. Um, you mean like microwaves. Um, no, I mean, I feel like they've already hit Earth, you know? Yeah, that's what and, I mean. And, like, like been here. Like, I'm pretty, like, microwave technology is, like, alien technology. My pizza pocket's coming from my aliens. My pizza pocket is coming from aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Roswell, Roswell gave us Bluetooth, it gave us microwaves, <laughs> and it gave us laser shows. Well, that's, that's, what just, it gave us. that's just the movie Transformers, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, and it's a lot of quite, it's quite movie. We don't actually know anything about philosophy, but we do about movies. Well, I mean, okay, so so let's okay, so let's assume that they tried to contact us. Okay, who's in charge? Who responds? Uh, who who uh, says something? Putin, because he knows the most judo. Putin, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's he got a the point. most interesting man in the world, right there. The most terrifying man in the, the world. Most terrifying man. Okay, so we so so I think I think we need to st- right here, right now. The Armchair Philosophy Podcast needs to take a stand, and we need to come up with a, a crack team of people that we need to send up to these aliens. Mm. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yes. 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 As the global he, ambassador. He, he, right, he right, could right. possibly be an alien. But he could possibly be. I think he, those he are just piercing. Be the, the Harlem <laughs> Galaxy Trotter. The Harlem Galaxy Trotter. <laughs> right, right. All right, so we got. Okay, so we got Rodman. We got Putin because he knows judo. 
we're ma- what we're doing is we're making the Avengers here. Yeah. Um, then I think I think uh, we send uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson again. No, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would would. Uh... No, 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 I say we keep him in case things go wrong. Oh, in case he's our he's our secret weapon. He's our secret weapon. Lock, Neil lock him in, a, Tyson. in a bunker. Him, yeah. We just showed the aliens a, a tape between him and John Stewart. <laughs> That's a good question. Who 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 are the greatest diplomats to to deal with uh, with aliens? I'd, I'd vote. I'd put my vote in for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. I might actually. That might be a serious. That might be a serious contention. No, actually, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, th- I think that would just lead to our own demise. To our own demise. Yeah. No, no, Send Colbert. Because, because you got to you know, be careful, yeah. Tavis. Because I mean, what happens is what happens is we're going from Dennis Rodman and Putin to so a serious consideration, which would be to send an actual diplomat up. There. Yeah. Oh God. God right. forbid we do that. God forbid <laughs> we actually get serious on this podcast. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a it's it is a tough question. I mean, we don't have a Rosetta Stone. Right? No. We don't have French imperial forces in uh, in uh, Egypt to figure this out for us. So, I mean, I'm, what does this... Uh, actually, oh, hold no, on. I, speaking of language, yeah. what does this do for... for uh, phil- uh, is it philosophy of, philosophy of language? Philosophy basically? of language. What does that do for them? I think Wittgenstein would just say, as usual, it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. I mean, what, yeah. what, else he, what, what else do you say? So you have somebody that's worked their entire lives to figure out exactly what words mean to us, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody else comes along, a completely different uh, path of figuring out communication. We're assuming we have they have communication, right? Right. It, it, very it, difficult to, to put something together. If they have like verbal that. written communication, exactly. that's assuming. Uh, if, so let's uh, let's be, keep it they, easy on ourselves. They yeah. have they have written and audio communication. They can even have video. They have things that are that are they comprehensible have a great by version of Skype. Well, no they, have a great, they have a great version of Skype. <laughs> it doesn't sound like crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's assume they have that, right? Uh-huh. How? What does that say? I mean, about the concept of language—that it's intergalactic. Do we just expand uh, oh, it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see how the concepts of language are restricted solely to Earth. I, I just, I don't. I mean, they're not. They're definitely. I mean, <laughs> language isn't even restricted to to speech itself. It's, uh, it's restricted to that body that's language, that's to cues, to there's different forms and right, ways. But I mean, of there's a difference between I mean, Morse code is. I'm looking at it this way, right? Even Morse code. I'm looking at it, so we're talking about a mathematical form of language, and we're talking about codes and stuff like that. I would say that those reside within their own sort of areas, in mm-hmm. the sense that they math existed well before language exist. Our language existed, I would say. Okay, Plato's having it all yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's. That's. I'm trying to keep it easy for for the first podcast. So. Mm-hmm. We'll debate this one later. We'll debate this one. This is for episode four. Um, Fair enough. uh, But when we do get to language, we get to the development of the alphabet, which is our own doing. That's our own thing. Right, right? Mm-hmm. I th- I say no, we we took it from the Romans. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We, I mean, like humanity, humanity itself, humanity. But to be honest, the Romans sort of took it from the Phoenicians. But no, and, and, well, then the Phoenicians first. Well, I mean, they took it from the the Sumers. Uh, well, the Sumers and, and, and it was, it, it was originally Babylonian. imposed by a northern horse tribe that came down. Uh, but I mean, we, we don't. So anyway, so the so this podcast it goes on become, and on. It goes on and on. Is what we're trying to say. So it to does. the Indo-Europeans, it, it, um, no, no, there's an interesting theory positive out there that the uh, the written language was established in order to subjugate women uh, under a under a male dominant society. Was it? Yeah. Well, that well, happened anyway. Well, well, that happened anyway. If you want to check anyway. it out, read the uh, the alphabet versus the goddess. Alphabet versus. By, do you know by who? So we can uh, say to our Leonard Schlein. Leonard. Leonard Schlein. Schlein? Schlein. 
Shlaine. All right. <laughs> don't go. Don't read into it. All right. But but here's but here's back to my point. You know, languages are language. The way that we use language, at least the alphabet, is our own doing. Yeah. That's our Absolutely. own do- That's our own domain. So. What I'm thinking is... Unless it was posited here by aliens. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Don't, don't be like the guy from the History Channel. Well, like well, think, think about it, though, for a second. I mean, oh, okay. Abyssinia, the, the kingdom of Abyssinia, like, one of the first languages, like, which is completely structurally different than us, and it's glyphic. And, and like, looks. Like, when you look at some of the so movies... when glyphics in Egypt. Yeah. And, they so were that's what, and that's what I'm saying. It could and, possibly and so came from the pyramids. Made the pyramids and the sphinxes. The pyramid, actually, the pyramids. People might not know this. The pyramids are actually wheel clamps for alien spaceships <laughs> that the Egyptians put on them because they were in frac- They were they were parking right. in the wrong space. Right, right, right. Everybody that, knows that. Well, without Obviously. video proof, that cannot be. Without video proof, the sphinx was deterrence. The sphinx <laughs> was deterrence. Oh my god, it's a cat! Everybody run away! <laughs> that's why we need to fix the sphinx. Right. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I come from the belief that, uh, well, I, I think not I've the lost belief, my language point here. The, 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 I would dare to aim to prove that language has developed out of economics. You know, the necessity to track and record. Uh, yeah, I can believe that. Substances and and not just that. You know, once once you start you know tracking and recording substances and managing a population, be it from you know infrastructure to to resources, all of a sudden you're going to need to start you know communicating. Say. Hey, Bongo, get wood. You're just assuming, you're just assuming that his name is Bongo. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. His name could be Tom. <laughs> a good Christian name. Oh, oh. <laughs> or a Greek name. Constantinopoulos. Constant, Constantinopoulos. Uh, I'm uh, sorry if we offend any Greek viewers. But uh, not uh, oh my god, here we go. Alright. Well, free country, I'm, no money, though. It's a free country, no money. Well, that's why it's <laughs> that's free. That's the problem. <laughs> language is an issue. We get it. Language is an issue to understand in terms of what to make of this new language, I guess. So it wouldn't change much on Earth in terms of our own understanding no. of language. I don't think that. I don't think so at all. I think here's, we just boil it down to mathematics. But here's the big one, and I think, and I think this is, a, um, this is a, a good final topic for us today. What does this say... What do aliens do to our sense of humanity? What does it say about us? What is what changes about our own perspective about us? Well, finally, we can answer the question: We are not alone. That is true. That uh, is definitely true. It's, it seems I, like an I, easy I'm not answer, sure but it, it's, any of our listeners have been bent up about that. But you'd get that satisfaction. Yeah, you'd definitely get that. Sat- I mean, you get the answer. I don't know if it's a satisfaction at that point. For I mean, for different people, it might be. Yeah, but then you have to question: Like, are we? Is it just us? Is it just us? I mean, <laughs> is it just that, us too? That, yeah, that would be the question from then on. Is it just us? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what what does it do for somebody who's you know religious and you know well, might get caught up on? That? I, I think I think from the religion side, we we'd have really varying reactions. I think fundamental from the fundamental side, fundamentalists would be screwed. There would be a lot of religious ex- fundamentalists. Religious fundamentalists would, would would have a lot to explain. Yeah, not necessarily. I would I would no, put from fundamentalists on the other side. There's one God. He created everything. And no, no. I, I'm talking about the religious fundamentalists that say you know Earth was created six thousand plus years ago. Oh, in that, that sense, uh, you yeah. Know, okay. You know, Adam and Eve were you know the first people only that you know humanity, so on and so forth. That I think there would be a really staggering moment where they say, "Oh crap." 
Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think religious moderates would definitely say, like, yeah, okay, sweet. Aliens, God is so powerful. God like, is so powerful. That, yeah, is, that is, like, that yeah. is dope. I, I know a lot of people down at Mars Hill Church that would be freaking out. They'd be like, Jesus is so great! Did he save you too? I think yeah. our listeners will now figure out where this podcast is coming from. Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you know... Um, Definitely. I mean, you have it's it's a it's a tricky tightrope to walk, but you could definitely come out and say, you know, either God I mean, made this happen, yeah, or you say simply that we're no longer. I mean, does it does I, it mean that we're no longer as special as we once thought we were? Uh, are I, we, are I, no. we egoistic enough to I, ignore it? Quite frankly, I, I mean, I hate to to pull the maturity card on this, but I, I think there's a degree of uh, of people that are religious to the point where they think, you know, there is a big guy in the sky who made humanity and that's fantastic. And then there's also the abstract religious that say, you know, God is an indescribable point of infinity and, you know, it, it, it's an undefinable power uh, source from which, you know, all things were created. Right. I, I think the people that, you know, take that stance, the more, you know, intangible stance, aren't going to have a problem. Uh, for, for people that take the, you know, guy in the sky hovering above, you know, the fifth orbit of 315B, somewhere outside, you know, the intergalactic spiral, uh, you right. know, just a dude, you know, hanging out who's all powerful and mighty. Uh, you like the guy from Mario Kart who, like, picks you up and yeah, falls off exactly, the track. yeah. That bastard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that's, that's really going to uh, <clears throat> cause a lot of people to really redefine Fine, how they believe in their faith. I don't think it's going to. I don't think we're going to see people, you know, turning into atheists by the dozen. I'm sure that would happen, uh, or you know, people would be would definitely have to re-examine their 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 faiths. But would but, we, well, but maybe but instead at of the same time, faith is just faith. So you know, just some people would just continue to have faith. Still. Oh, definitely. Or if not, cling to it more. I feel like because there's there's going to be different types of human reactions. There'll be the intellectuals yeah. that'll be like, oh, I'm curious, yeah. and I want to learn. There'll be like the people that are power hungry, and they're like... I want to exploit. And yeah. dominate, right? And then or there'll the, be the people that are power hungry, but they still want to learn out of out of a, a mutually like assured benefit, you know, instead yeah. of a mutually yeah. assured destruction um, that could happen if you try to exploit them for... That would happen, actually, not could. I think also this, there might just be the stubborn who don't want to interact at all. There's those. The ones that dig underground. Absolutely. I I think there would be, I think we would also see a huge, like, earthist movement, wherein uh, an earthist xenophobic movement, (laughs) (laughs) xenophobic movement, wherein, you know, and possibly stemming out of, you know, religious fervor saying, oh my God, you know, this is a test from God, you know, we must vanquish these Cretans. Um, vanquish these cretins. No, no, no offense to, to further Greek listeners, but um, <laughs> that is that's a good that's a good plan. <laughs> but I think what's going to be interesting. I think one thing that we could possibly learn from this Earthist movement, this sort of pan-human, uh, you know, entrenchment into you know what you know, embracing all that is humanity. I, I think we're going to have a really interesting global discussion on what it means to be a human being from from this group. Uh, so in our own right, we might have a very interesting discussion from, you know, these, these might be, you know, a xenophobic group of, you know, imbeciles that are just saying, oh my God, you know, aliens, get rid of them. They're, they're a menace to society. But, uh, I think in doing so, they would have to cohese together. And from this cohesion, we, we would, 
cohere, cohese. Cohese. Well, you, if, yeah. if somebody if somebody out there I, knows, please leave in the comments what this yeah, word should I, actually I, I, be. I'm please. sorry. I, 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 I've started going to sea, and I've just lost all my grammar. Yar. Yar. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, in, in, in order to have any weight behind an earthist movement, a, a movement wherein... Uh, mankind has to identify what it means to be man in order to reject the alien. We're going to have a global unification of these earthists from which there will be a very intriguing discussion on what it means to be a human being. I think I already reiterated that, but I got all tied up in my grammar. Right, right. Well, there's also other benefits that we might have uh, from seeing, I mean... If they're outside of our galaxy, we could look at things like time time travel, you know? Yeah. And whether or not that actually is plausible. And I think that, for me, that at least, that'd be one of the more amazing things to discover and find out about. Do we ask them? Do we actually ask them if, <laughs> if they if they came from a different time period? Or, or galaxy? Or galaxy. I mean, yeah. they have to be traveling, traveling at light speeds. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah you're right. <clears throat> Man, they could, they could be the best Formula One drivers ever. All those G-forces that they would have to <laughs> <do>? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, look, first, I, w- I would just like to say that... I think while we have begun to scratch the surface, obviously, of this, of this topic, we are reaching our, our uh, conclusion here. We're reaching the end of times. <laughs> and I'm looking at Tavis's notebook, and I'm so sorry that he didn't get to say any of it. <laughs> I know. Well, but, I got a little. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Actually, we, um, we can go ahead and put some stuff up uh, maybe later uh, attached to the... Um, oh, my God, there's more. <laughs> we, could put, we could actually we could go ahead and put some of this up um, you know, maybe in the comments and see what people have to say for further listening uh-huh. and reading. Obviously, uh, you know, we have limited time here, and uh, we, we definitely appreciate your, your patience here. Well, um, I think that's blouses for this conversation. I think that's blouses. That's the that's second time blouses. we've had blouses. blouses. And I think that's where we're going to end. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, the and, first and, and episode. thank you. Don't ruin it. I'm just saying thank you for accepting the fact that we didn't listen to you. and, and that's, that's right. That's true. We, we definitely... Next time we'll be more organized and prepared. Well, no, next time we'll have the ability to do so. We, oh, and, we, and, 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 and please share, share these conversations with your friends. As you could hear from us, we... We're all tripping over ourselves with the amount of thoughts generated by this prompt. So please, I mean, discuss it amongst yourselves. This this is a wide topic, and we'd love to hear your responses. Uh, yeah, always in the comments. You have with your friends always and in the comments, please. Yeah, exactly. Tell us whether we're doing a, a, a good job, or tell us whether we don't know what we're talking about. Because that's... <laughs> Literally as good as regular what, what are you talking about? We always know what we're talking about. No, 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 but look, we're putting this on the internet. I'm sure we'll find nice people on the internet. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's full of nice people. Those nice are people. the first people you always find on the internet. Always. <laughs> if the Did you internet record was a person? this podcast with a potato? Yeah. If the internet was a person, I wouldn't have married my daughter. If the internet was a place, it'd be a terrible place. It would be a terrible place. According to Dave Chappelle. That's three, <laughs> and that's it. We're done. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the first episode of the Armchair Philosophy Podcast. We will see you back here. On not April first, but let me check my calendar because I eventually, don't know. eventually, you cannot harness the space time continuum to dates. Uh, we can actually April eighth. So April eighth at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be back. The next topic will be, and it will be about women. No aesthetics. No.
Knowledge. Oh, oh, that thing we <laughs> that, that thing we presume to have. That thing we presume to have, and I'll leave it at that. All oh, right, man. I'm gonna uh, have to read. I'm gonna go read all his aliens notes. Have just gone. Hey, down aliens the was wow. easy. Now I'm gonna have aliens to phone up on actual philosophy. Let's see. You see, that's that's what a lead in is for. We make we make ourselves uncomfortable. There for we it. go. Should well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. I hope you've stick, stuck around, and this is us going out. So for Russo, Troilus, and Saul. Yay! Thank you, everybody. Philosophy. Philosophy. Oh. Armchair Philosophy Podcast. We're out. <laughs>